All right. So <laughs> depending on whether or not you're interested in this kind of stuff, um, Project Blue Beam. It's either going to interest you immensely or make you laugh uncontrollably. So it all depends on what you believe. So Project Blue Beam is a completely... And I'm going to give both sides to this, by the way. So it's a completely unsubstantiated conspiracy theory, but I guess that's why they call it a conspiracy theory. But, I mean, it is something to look into nonetheless because the thing with Project Bluebeam is that it's entirely centered around the fact that NASA or some kind of government agency, as you could probably guess, is planning to envelop the globe with fear by creating some kind of you know false flag operation where they're going to come up with some kind of construct that would simulate some kind of demonic or alien invasion. And so what will then happen from there is that, you know, this alien invasion or whatnot will force all governments to come together and join forces, allowing for there to be one world government, which would then push the globalists to use this fake, uh, fake propaganda as a way to control the world in a, like a more orderly kind of fashion and push their agenda even more. Now, <laughs> before you laugh about it, let me just explain that there are actually legitimate books and PDFs and reports about it online. So clearly, I mean, it is taken seriously. But the thing about all of this is that, I mean, at least I feel like it's just taking different world events and cramming it into one big kind of conspiracy. Now, although there, there may be some truth to it, I'm I'm intended to believe that Project Bluebeam is, is very similar to that of like the Flat Earth conspiracy because I've done a ton of research on this Project Bluebeam and there's not exactly any factual evidence to back it up. And I also feel like conspiracies like this tend to discredit legitimate conspiracies that actually may hold some, you know, some basis and truth to them. So as much as I like actually do believe that you know false flag operations have been conducted in the past in order to like justify you know starting wars in pursuit of a you know pushing a certain political agenda and whatnot i think this whole project bluebeam thing actually holds no evidence to it but i mean look at the same time i think there is something to be said about the fact that governments do indeed have the ability to use technology in order to push some kind of agenda that's like you know completely fucking deceitful and, and full of shit but might actually end up working on people so one other thing that i'd like to cover with this project bluebeam is that it covers an entire like array of stuff saying that you know the government's using ufos as their own technology and you know they're flying it by areas where there are people in order to keep the the potential beliefs in in aliens alive so that when the new world order decides to come together and pretend that the planet's being attacked or whatever then it'll actually make more sense but like i mean that's kind of like very out there but <laughs> on a bit more of a serious note like the only thing that I could actually see happening that is a little bit more believable is that, okay, let's just say, for example, 9-11 was an inside job, right? Let's just say that. If we can assume that this was the case for the sake of this conversation, then we can understand that from the perspective of some, like some kind of government and, you know, some kind of like new world order agenda, we can come to grips with the fact that since people have already experienced a 9-11 catastrophe where buildings are collapsing and all that shit, then it would sort of make sense for the people setting this kind of shit up to think that if they want to scare people 
they need to come up with something even bigger and more insane in order to get people to fall in line with what they're planning. Now, I can kind of see, like, see this being a possibility, but again, would it be possible with respects to, you know, Project Bluebeam? Eh, I, I'm, I'm not so sure, to be honest with you. So, like, what also kind of bothers me about this whole Bluebeam thing is that the people putting these kinds of theories together are literally taking legitimate military projects that may be far-fetched, but, you know, they're still being funded, by the way, and they're just throwing them into this pot of conspiracy, saying that it might be part of Project Bluebeam. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? They're just kind of taking anything they can, and they're just throwing it in. So, I mean, look, there is something else I like to say to people listening, and that is, like, just don't fall for stuff just because there's some truth thrown in there. It's like eating a bullshit sandwich with, you know, 5 or 10% of that sandwich being legitimate food while the rest is just a pile of dog shit, okay? Like, you know, that's metaphorical, by the way. But <laughs> it's like back in 2008 when, you know, the army was given money to work on a project that focused completely on, like, communicating via the mind. No talking needed. I mean, is it possible? I think so. And I'll talk about that in later episodes. But this is how, like, that example of how that was a real thing. But then you see how they take a real thing and they throw it in to this conspiracy stuff? This is how people fall for things like Project Bluebeam because it creates this sort of mystery around it. And people think because since they can't find much about it on the internet, then it must be real or the government must be hiding it for some reason. When in reality, all these people did was throw a legitimate study into a whole bunch of other bullcrap that has zero evidence whatsoever. I mean, and look, listen, this is coming from someone who actually likes to read into conspiracies and stuff like that. Because, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, there are some crazy things that have gone on. And I'm sure there's still crazy shit that does go on now that we won't find out till, you know, way down the road. But how can we know what's truth and what isn't when it's being scrambled all over the place, like in this case of Project Bluebeam, right? Now... Look, I'm, I'm here to provide both sides of things, too. Because, again, I, I do like to think that, you know, free thinking and all that is very important. So, aside from me bashing Project Bluebeam, here's where it might actually get interesting and potentially, you know, factual or at least believable enough to think about. So, first off, it's been said that with respects to any kind of classified government project, the government or branch of government working on that particular project literally sends out pieces of misinformation to each of its employees working on classified projects in order to be able to trace back to certain leaks in case any employees decide to come out and attempt to expose the truth. Now, that in itself seems smart, right? It's, it's like you're the government or you're the employer. You would essentially hand out bits of information where some of it's true, but the rest is bullshit. But you give different kinds of bullshit information to each of your different employees so that you can trace back to where a potential leak might be coming from. That concept of things, I wouldn't really rule out as being realistic. Now, what I'd also like to touch on are the names of three men who, now this is true, have all mysteriously died under very murky circumstances regarding Project Bluebeam. Again, th these are, I mean, it's factual that they died in shady circumstances, but it's not, there's no fact to back up that it had to do with Bluebeam. But again, I'm trying to provide, you know, both sides of the argument here. So we have Phil Schneider, Rick Clay, and Serge Monast. 
So Phil Schneider was a Project Bluebeam researcher, and he was also a public lecturer who, who died very weird in, in a very weird situation in 1996 at the age of 48. Um, if you want to look at, find out how he died, just look it up. Uh, he, he claimed to be a, an ex-civil engineer who was uh, uh, contracted by the government as an employee that helped build something called DUM, D-U-M. Uh, D-U-M-B, which stands for Deep Underground Military Bases. That part, I'm not going to lie, I can kind of believe that. He also claimed that he was among some of the people who survived an unreported incident in 1979 between alien greys and U.S. military forces at the Dolce Underground Base where he was employed. Right? I mean, that's as far as it really goes. And then after that, he, he, after stating this, he died mysteriously, which is interesting. Now we have Rick Clay. Rick Clay was an independent researcher and blogger who wrote about Project Bluebeam around 2007, 2008-ish, where he connected Project Bluebeam to uh, the questionable, uh, questionable sorry, environmental problems like global warming and the potential financial crash that he claimed to be orchestrated. And he died just at the age of 25, a few days after he gave an interview regarding Project Bluebeam. So, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, that is factual. So that is interesting to look into. As funny and as weird as I think, you know, people are throwing some other stuff into, into this whole thing, I think there, it, there could be some truth to it. I mean, you never know. And then we have Serge Monast, and he was a Canadian journalist who wrote extensively about Project Bluebeam. And even he went on to publish a book about it. I mean, it wasn't a long book. I think it was like only... 24, 25 pages long, and I'm not trying to discredit this book, I'm just, you know, trying to present the full picture, I mean, because there wasn't much evidence that he could really work on, I guess, which is why it wasn't that long, um, but the essence of Serge's book was that it entered, you know, around this thesis that there was going to be a new world order that was going to be, like, very anti-Christian and was something that was going to be kind of, like, satanic of sorts. Now, the only legitimate evidence that we have to support this is that presidents past and present have mentioned new world order and whatnot before. But, again, it's a very vaguely used term. So, again, you could look at it from both ways. I mean, they've used it in their speeches and, what, and whatnot, but that's really as far as it goes. I mean... Other than rumors and, you know, attempts to connect, you know, geopolitical events to this Project Bluebeam, there's nothing that, that's really been confirmed about this, you know, supposed top secret plan of sorts. So, look, at the end of the day, we can't confirm, we can't, whether or not this is a real legitimate thing, as I've mentioned earlier in the episode. I mean, it's definitely something to think about. But again, it's a matter of taking everything with a grain of salt. I mean, look... Is there a new world order coming or something like that? Possibly. Are there extraterrestrials? Possibly. At this point, it's like a 50-50 chance. I mean, I would, I would probably say 60-40, 60 in favor of it being, I mean, um, of them existing. Now, again, as to whether or not they visited our planet, that's a whole other thing. But, like, to say that the world's going to become enveloped in some, you know, massive blue projection that's going to have, you know, holograms of, you know, devils and aliens and all that in order to create some kind of big, you know, one world government and all that. I, I'm not so sure. I'm going to be honest. I'm not so sure about that. But listen, it's definitely something to look into. Again, the, at the beginning of this episode, you heard me kind of discrediting it. But at the end of the day, I do want to say this. I'm just trying to take both sides of the argument here. But I want everyone to formulate their own opinion and think for themselves.
right? So again, that's I, I wish I could actually talk more about this because it is pretty interesting. But again, you can find online like PDFs and stuff and like books on Project Bluebeam other than Serge Monas' book about it. And it's kind of like they're just throwing in a bunch of, you know, CIA operations and stuff and, and military, like, rumored operations where they're just throwing everything into one big pot, right? And because they're doing that, they're literally just, like, throwing it all into one big, like, splash of stuff, and they're all trying to connect things. I mean, the thing is, you can connect anything to anything if you really try it hard enough, Right? Which is why, because there isn't that much information, it's very easy to discredit this kind of shit. Right? So again, I encourage you to th uh, look it up and think f for yourselves on this, but uh, wish I could make this episode longer, but that's all I really have to say on this. So, thank you. <laughs>